Welcome to my podcast, Midlife with Courage, where my goal is to inspire you, a woman who wants to step outside of her comfort zone and live an amazing life. I'm Kim Benoy. I'll share my experiences, stories, and interviews with other amazing women that are meant to help you take those first steps towards something fantastic. So let's not wait another minute to get started. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoy listening to Midlife with Courage as much as I love creating it. I just love sharing other women's stories with you to hopefully inspire and encourage you. There's a couple things that you can do to help me out. First of all, keep listening. I love it. It's amazing. If you would be so kind as to go to Apple Podcasts, if that's not where you're listening to it now, and just go to my Midlife with Courage uh, little page there and leave me a review. I would love a five-star review, super easy and quick to do. If you want to leave a comment, that would be awesome. What this does is, first of all, it helps me have a little pat on the back and say, yes, I'm doing a great job and I am appreciated. The second thing it does is it uh, increases my visibility to other people so that I can help inspire more women and encourage uh, more people like you who are listening. So super easy and quick way for you to help me out besides listening. I would love it. So go ahead and do that. And I would so appreciate it. Take care of your beautiful self and I'll talk to you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Midlife with Courage. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm Kim Benoit, your host. And today I am solo I am wanting to talk to you about questioning things. This is something that I've talked about in a blog post before, um, quite a few months ago now. And I just wanted to kind of revisit it and uh, talk to you a little bit more about it. So what do I mean by this? Well, let me go back and tell you where I started learning how to question things. Um, So when I was... Gosh, I think I did some kind of a high school assignment and I read uh, Consumer Reports. It was an article in a Consumer Reports magazine and it was talking about advertising and how advertisers say certain things in a certain way and people believe it. But if you dig a little deeper, it's really not what they're saying. And that was really fascinating to me. And I don't know why, but it just was. I think maybe because, I don't know, it was maybe because, you know, well, why are they trying to fool us? And why are, well, I know why they're trying to fool us. They want us to uh, buy their product. Um, But things like, you know, when a, a commercial or an advertisement says free, is it really free? Kind of look at that you have to buy something to get something for free? That's not free. Okay. Um, If something says lifetime warranty, whose lifetime? Your lifetime? Or is it the lifetime of the product? Very, I mean, that's kind of subtle, but that's, you really have to question that. And then just, you know, just vague statements like, you know, our product is better. Better than what? Who said it's better? How did you come to that conclusion? Um, and and yeah, how much better would, is it than something else? Um, and then, you know, things like, well, 100% of people that were surveyed agreed that such and such and such and such. So then, okay, then you want to ask, well, 
how many is a hundred percent? Like how many people was that three people? And they all three agreed. Was it 3000 people? And they all agreed. There's a big difference there between those two, obviously. So that I've always just kind of, you know, whenever now, you know, after that, that was a long time ago, I always watch like when I'm watching TV and I see commercials and like, they say something I'm like, hmm, wait, that's not right. Um, it's and maybe it's just it's not that it's not right, but it's that it's not the whole truth. Okay, so of course when I um, studied nursing and going into my bachelor's degree, I had to learn about research studies, and there's so much involved in those. Hopefully, because that's what you want, um, but you need to really take those research studies and not to take them at face value. You need to dig more. And really, anyone who has gone through any type of research study training or information, research studies aren't usually the end answer because a research study should bring up more questions and should lead to more studies and more research and more questions. And then yes, answers, but that's not the end all of it, but, but we've been taught that it is. <laughs> and I have this really great example of not taking a study or actually this was a survey at face value, but it can kind of apply to surveys and studies. So of course, and I'm taking this from what's been happening the last couple of years, but last year, it must have been in the fall because that's when the um, the shot came out for what's been happening. And one of my Facebook friends uh, posted a an article, and what it said in the article, like the headline was, ninety um, some percent of doctors have taken the shot or they will take the shot. Oh, interesting. Okay. Being someone that questions, I wanted to dig deeper, so I clicked on it. And what I read was a study from this journal that it was actually a survey who surveyed doctors. And as you know, if you take a survey, you're voluntarily doing it. It's not a mandatory requirement usually. And digging deeper, I actually had to click on a link in the article on the survey, you know, how they have a little hyperlink. And I always click on those because it's going to give me more information and go to the original source. So I go to this survey and what it turned out to be was 130 doctors took the survey. And out of those 130 doctors, 90 some percent of them, I don't remember the exact number, but it was a pretty high number. And they said they'd either taken the shot or they were going to take the shot. And of course, not everybody goes and clicks and searches and does more research on that. So I go back to the original post, of course it was on Facebook, and I don't normally engage. I don't want to get into arguments. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, have a, a back and forth, but on this particular one, because no one else <laughs> pointed it out, and because of the fact that the person posting it is actually a doctor, I just put a comment in and I said, to clarify, I don't know if I even put to clarify, but I said, 
190% of the 130 doctors who took the survey stated that they would take the shot or had already taken the shot. And I think maybe one person, you know, liked it or whatever, but that wasn't my point. I didn't, I wasn't doing it to get likes or start anything. I just wanted to point out that if you just looked at that first, that only post and said, oh, wow, well, 90% of doctors are doing this. It, it leaves you with a different impression than what you actually, what the actually, what the information was for real. So that is my point where you really have to do your own research. And so, I mean, here's just another example that I just can kind of make up like research studies. There's so many different kinds of research studies. You know, there's observational studies, there's um, cause and effect, which are really hard to prove, by the way, um, super hard to approve, but everybody's trying to do that. Um, but let's just say, you know, you read about a study that said 60% of people wearing red get hit by cars. Okay. What are the questions you're going to ask about that? Are you just going to take that? Oh gosh, you know, maybe I shouldn't wear red today. So, you know, I'm going to be out and walking around. Um, I'm not going to wear red because 60% of people get hit by cars if they're wearing red. I know this is a silly example, but it's just, it's just to illustrate my point. Um, so First of all, the first thing you want to know if you see some kind of a study, like who did it? Who did the study? Who funded it? Who gave the money to fund the study? Because that's a big one. Um, how many people did they use in their sample? So when you do a research study, you want to get as many people as possible. That's called your sample. Was it 10 people? Was it 100 people? Was it 10,000 people? You know, there's if you do a research study, with 10 people and six of them got hit by a car because while wearing a red shirt. Yeah. You can say 60% of your people, you know, got hit by a car. Um, but there's statistics involved and you have, you can't just, it, that's a whole other topic, the statistics part, which I also love by the way. Um, but you see my point, like 60% of 10 is a lot different than 60% of 10,000. And then there's other factors too, age of people, place, where were they? Did they live in a city? You know, are they downtown Manhattan or are they out in the country? I mean, there's so many factors that can be involved and it's really difficult to prove one thing happens because of one other thing. You have to look at everything. You know, if someone... I mean, we see examples of this all the time and I don't want to use the current situation because I just don't, I don't want to get into that more than I already have, but just be thinking about that. You know, if you hear something or see something be, that says this causes that, question it, just question it, question everything. And especially in healthcare, do your own research and please don't rely on social media for your research. That's, it's not, that's, it could be a good place to start, but it is very, it, it's just not a research resource. Okay. If you're going to do any research, especially in healthcare, go to a peer reviewed and peer reviewed means someone did a, a study. They, maybe they published it, but before they published it, they had other 
health care, like maybe just say nursing, for example, they had other nurses um, who are credentialed and active in whatever the topic has to be. And they look at that themselves and read through it and they critique it because, I mean, it takes time to do a good study and you need to go through all these steps. Um, so make sure it is a peer reviewed and it keep, keep going. So if you're going to start with social media, yes, like I said, keep going um, until you get an actual evidence-based research. Um, so why do I talk about this today? Well, when you do your own research and you make decisions based on what you yourself found, that's power. That is power. That's empowerment. And that's what my goal is for all of you. That's why I've taken this journey. That's why I've, you know, decided not to, um, continue my nursing career. And I want to put full time into what I'm doing now with this podcast and with my oils. Um, and that's why I'm so passionate about using things like oils and other, you know, what society likes to call alternative healthcare practices like chiropractic and acupuncture and meditation and energy healing, all these things that people aren't used to. Um, but I want you to do your research. I don't want you to use oils or start meditating or, you know, get treated by a chiropractor just because I tell you to. I hope that's not what everybody thinks and what they're doing. That's not enough. Yes, I can start you on that path. And I want to start you on that path just to try it out and see if that's what's right for you. But that's ultimately your decision and your research is what's going to help you decide what you're going to do. So I want you to learn and research for you and try what speaks to you, not because Kim said so. All right. So reach out to me if you want to learn more. I can help you learn about using oils. Yep, I can do that all day long and about using them safely and appropriately. I can connect you with other people, other healing providers, resources to get you started too. And, and you know, you can kind of research that for yourself and you can figure out if that's something that you want to do. So reach out to me. You can email me midlifewithcourage at gmail.com. Even better, if you go to my website, there's an opportunity to subscribe to my website. You'll get newsletters and you'll get information and updates. And I do respond to those subscriptions. So whenever I see one pop up, I go ahead and say, hey, welcome and let me know how I can help you. So either way, email midlifewithcourage at gmail.com or go to www.midlifewithcourage.com and subscribe to that website and check it out. Check it out first. Do your own research, just like I've been talking about. Do your own research and see if it's something that you want to be a part of. I would love to have you and maybe try it out. If you don't, if you decide, nope, I don't want to, that's fine too. But it's nice to have you come and try and, and see. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Um, next week, I will have another interview with an amazing woman. And I will, um, I'm not, that's all I'm going to say about that. I've got some wonderful interviews coming up in the next actually couple months. Um, things are going crazy right now with um, me finding people to share with you. And I'm really excited about it. So, um, I hope that you all take care of your beautiful selves and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 
You've been listening to Midlife with Courage, and I hope that you've been inspired and motivated to live your amazing life. I'm Kim Benoit, and I want you to live every moment. For more inspiration and motivation, check out my website, www.midlifewithcourage.com. You can read more about my story and find links to more great information. Take care of your beautiful self, and I'll talk to you soon.